Hello there and welcome to Impact Podcast. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 declares the man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. This podcast exists to build lives and empower destinies through the breaking of the bread of the word of God through the very many insightful and impactful teachings that will be featured on the podcast. Our aim is to see lives built and destinies impacted to the end that kingdom come. We're glad that you're here. I pray that you'll be blessed by today's teaching and every other episode that we will be featured while you're here. Please do well to subscribe, like, share, and make sure that you do not just benefit alone, but also have other people benefit from what you'll be hearing today. And now to today's episode. Sit back and relax and enjoy what we have for you today. God bless you. Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Impact Podcast. My name is Pastor George and as always, it's a delight to break the bread of God's word with you and to begin your day and week with you. I pray that this episode will bless your life. Um, today, for want of a better uh, title to give this episode, I have entitled it the famous Jeremiah 29 verse 11. That's right. We're going to be looking at Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It's, this happens to be one of the most famous scriptures uh, that we use. And um, when we talk about God's favor, God's plan, when we uh, talk about God's goodness towards us. And so today I just want to take some time and encourage us as we look into this scripture, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Are you ready? Let's read. I'll read from the King James Version. The Bible reads, it says in verse 11 of Jeremiah 29, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I'll take it again. God is speaking through the mouth of Jeremiah, the prophet, writing to his people who are in captivity in Babylon, writing to his fellow Jerusalemites who are in captivity, having been taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar. And now Jeremiah was instructed by God to write them this assuring letter. And in verse 29, in verse 11, sorry, he says, For I know, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Say it, the Lord. This is not my words, this is his word. They are taught of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I like you to listen to it again and when you have time, read the scripture and read it over and over and over again. And if you can, read it slowly. Let's read again. God speaking through the mouth of a servant says, I know, I do not want you to be in doubt. My knowledge of what you're going through, the situation and the predicament you find yourself should never be in question. My knowledge of that situation should never be in question. For I know, he says, and then he said, the thought that I think towards you, 
It's a thought, it's thought of peace and not of evil. For what purpose? To give you a hope and a future, some translation says, to give you an expected end. Mm. A predestined end. A hope and a future. Now, let's look at the, 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 the NIV version. The New International Version puts it this way. It says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. For I know, I know, I'm taking it over and over again because I want it to sink into you. God is saying, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I know the devil would like to suggest that. Plans to give you hope and future. Now, let's see how the Message uh, Bible puts it. The Message Translation says, uh, I know what I am doing. <laughs> Listen to your God. He says, I know what I am doing. I have it all planned out. There are plans to take care of you and not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Doesn't that encourage you? Doesn't that really give you reason to keep living and keep running the race that has been mapped out for you by God? That God in his infinite mercy and kindness declared through his, the mouth of his prophet, Jeremiah saying that I know what I am doing. Don't take me for a fool. Don't take I am ignorant of what you're going through and that I am sleeping on what you're going through. He said, for I know what I am doing. In fact, don't think that my plans are, uh, are not well thought out. I know what I am doing. I am in control here. He says, I have it all planned out. He says, uh, plans to take care of you and not to abandon you. Sometimes it feels that we have been abandoned. Sometimes it feels like God does not know or even care what we're going through. But he comes to say to us, I know what I am doing. I know you might not understand what I'm doing. You might not be uh, in clarity as to what I am doing. And sometimes uh, my plans might seem vague to you. But I want to give you an assurance uh, that I am a good pilot. I will land you safely where you want to be. I will get you there. I know what I am doing, he says. Uh, I have it all planned out. Plans to Take care of you, not to harm you and not to abandon you. They are plans to give you, guess what? The future you're so hopeful and desires. So even what I plan out will be in tandem, in consonance with what you are expecting. But I am going to do it in my way, in my plan, but in the and though it will line up with what you are expecting. <laughs> what a 
powerful God we serve. Now, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, you must understand dear friends, uh, it's a comfort in scripture to Christians, uh, believers, you and I, that face challenging situations at any time in life. But it's important though, to remember that this, this is not uh, a promise of an immediate relief alone, but rather that God has a plan for our lives, despite our present circumstance. God promises to provide for us in all situations in life, good or bad. He says, I know. Now, this is a story or this is a, a scripture that was written to the Israelites, to those that were in the remnants, the Bible tells us, if you read the entire chapter, of the Israelite nation who were in captivity, the elders and the prophets and the priests uh, that were in captivity in Babylon, the ones that were remaining in captivity, and they were meant to be in captivity for uh, 70 years. And God says at the end of the 70 years, uh, if you read verse 10, he said, when 70 years had passed, I will definitely come and I will visit my people and I will do unto them that which I have already promised them. I am going to deliver them. I have a plan, but they are going to be there for 70 years. However, he says, I am so mindful of their time in Babylon. I am so mindful of their captivity and I am thoughtful of what to do. So I have pre-planned already what to do for them at the end of their captivity. Now, he gives a, a timeline that by the end of this, though, I am going to bring you out into or to your expected end, to that which you desired and hoped for. And so it comes to assure them that while you remain in captivity, in fact, if you read the whole chapter in verse 5 and 6 of Jeremiah 29, he tells them to build yourselves a house, to build themselves a house and dwell there. They should plant gardens and eat the fruit of the land. He said, take wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands. That they said to them, prosper and be fruitful even in the midst of your captivity. In the, listen, while you are going through what you're going through, I want you to prosper. I want you to uh, be fruitful because, and I want you to rely that I am already planning, I have pre planned what to do for you. I am in the know, I am thinking about it, and I have not abandoned you. And let me assure you that these are plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, this. Scripture reveals to us a few attributes of God. In fact, I was tempted to call this episode the attributes of God, but there are very many attributes of God, and I, do, I don't think I will be uh, enumerating or looking through all the very many attributes of God. And so, but in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 shows us or gives us an inclination into who God is. It reveals to us certain attributes of God. Number one here, he says, for I know that your God is a knowledgeable God. Your God is a God that is in the know. He's not an ignorant God. He's not a God that is not aware. Mm. 
I know sometimes it feels like God does not know what we're going through, but Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God speaking through him, say, for I know. This is one thing you must settle in your heart, that God is in the know. Whatever it is you're going through, whether good or bad, whatever circumstance or season, you might find yourself. Find rest. Why? Because your God is aware. Your God is not ignorant. He said, for I know. Isn't that comforting that the omnipotent God, the all-knowing God, declares himself that he knows. The all-knowing God declares that he knows. He assures us of his knowledge of us and our situations. He says, I am not ignorant of what you're going through. I am not ignorant of your situation. I am not ignorant of your predicaments. God says that he does not want us to be in doubt as to what his plans are. He said, for I know this is an assurance on his part that he will not forget us. That even though they be far from their proper land, even though they are away from home and in the land of captivity, him saying, for I know, is an assurance to them that he has not forgotten them and that he will never forget them. You might be far from your land. You might be far from what you're believing and praying and hoping for. You might be far from that which you think you want God to do. It may not look, it may not look like you're making headway, but God is saying, I'm aware. I am not ignorant. I am assuring you that I know. The other attribute that I wanted to know here and hold to heart is that your God is a thinker. (laughs) He said, Father, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thought here is used interchangeably with plans. For I know the plans that I have towards you. The thoughts that I have towards you. Your God is not only a God that is omnipotent, that is all-knowing. He's not only the God that is in the know, but your God is a thinker. Yes, your God is a thoughtful God. He he says his thoughts towards us, his people, for us and about us. He's a thinker. Your God is a thinker. Your God thinks about you. He thinks towards you. He thinks for you. I am not thinking about someone else, he says. I am thinking about you. I am thinking towards you. I am thinking for you. My mind is directed towards you. My thought is for you, is directed towards you. I know what I plan for you and I want you to know that I am thinking about you. I am thinking for you. You You have taken over my thought life because of my love for you and the knowledge of you that I have and that which I propose for you, you I am constantly thinking about you. This is your God talking. What manner of God is this that loves us so much that he devotes and dedicates his time thinking about us? Oh my goodness, this gives me chills. Your God says, I know. 
and I am a thinker, but make no mistake about it. My thought is not wasted on other things and other people. I have considered you so important that I have zoomed my lens onto you. My thought is towards you. He says he's got set plans and purposes for us. He considers us that much important to devote his mind, to devote his time, and to devote his thought life. Doing what? Thinking and mapping out plans for us. For I know the thought that I think towards you. He says, I have got this all planned out. I will not forget you. Your God says, I will not forget you. This, your thought has consumed my mind. The thought of you have consumed my mind. My doings, it's for you, is about you. For I know, I know, I know, I am all-knowing. That's what you call me. And me, whom you call all-knowing, I am assuring you that indeed I know and I have it all planned out and here's my plan he said they are taught of peace and not of evil let me he said let me give you a, an, an insight let me let you in on what I'm thinking this is when God opens his mind to us this is when God allows us to peep into his mind this is when God opens his journal for us to see what is written down concerning us. This is when God presents his plans to us. Ooh, this is when God says, let me show you a little bit of what I am thinking about. That he did not, he's so good that he did not just stop at telling us that he knows. He did not just stop at telling us that he's thinking about us. He said, but let me expose to you what I'm thinking about. Because someone can say I'm thinking about you and you don't know what they're thinking about. They might be thinking a way to harm you. They might be thinking about um, inflicting pain and injury or harm on you. God said, let me tell you what I'm thinking about. So I don't leave you guessing. So I don't leave you trying to figure it out. Let me lay out, lay bare before you that my thought towards you are thoughts of peace. And not of evil. They are plans of peace. Plans for your well-being. I am thinking about your well-being. I am planning and thinking about how to bring restoration to you. And to prosper you. Thoughts of peace. And not of evil. Thoughts of your well-being. Thoughts of your restoration, how to deliver you from captivity, how to restore you back to your land, how to bring peace upon you, upon your children and your children's children, how to make you and cause you to prosper. This is what I am thinking about. This is what is consuming my mind concerning you, that I am thinking of mapping out plans and how that I'm going to grant you peace. I'm going to ground you well-being. I'm going to restore you and I'm going to cause you to prosper. I do not want you to second guess or be guessing about it and trying to figure out what I'm thinking about. Let me tell you 
upfront, then my plans for you are to grant you peace and to prosper you and to restore you. I am concerned about your welfare and well-being. This is what I am planning for you. This is what I have mapped out for you. This is what I am thinking about for you. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you take so much time to show me how much you love me. You take so much time to understand me and my pain and my situation. Thank you, Lord, for that, that you take so much time in knowing me and knowing you care about me so much. You love us so much that you you you. You are not ignorant of what we're going through. You don't wish it aside. You you take time to think about us, to plan for us. In fact, to plan peace, restoration, and prosperity for us. He says, I'm not of evil. I don't intend to abandon you. I don't intend to forsake you. I don't intend to harm you. I don't intend to bring danger on you or upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Your God thinks about you. He thinks about you to prosper you, to increase you, to restore you, to grant you peace, to give you a hope and a future. Some translations say to give you an expected end. Say, for I know well what my purpose is towards you, a purpose of restoring you to peace and prosperity. That is the expected end, the future and the hope that you have. A hopeful future, a hopeful future, a hopeful future that your end shall be greater than your beginning, that your latter days shall be greater than your former, that though you are in this pain and this situation, in this predicament right now, and you are hoping for peace, you are hoping for joy, you are hoping for deliverance, you are hoping for restoration, you are hoping for God to turn it around. He says, that's exactly what I am going to do in my time when this is over. It is going to be for your good. For all things, the Bible says, works out for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. Your expected end, that which you hope for. My thought and my plan is it's, it's to align, he says, with your hope, is to align with your expectation. There is something at the back of your mind that you're hoping to receive and to see God is saying that I know what the plans are. I am telling you what my plans are and they are to line up. They are going to line up with your expectation. Trust me, I am a good pilot. I will land you safely where you ought to be, where you need to be, where it is designed and destined for you to be, regardless of your present circumstance. I'm aware of it. <laughs> your future hope and expectation, he says, is guaranteed in God. It's guaranteed in him. The expectation of the righteous, the Bible says, shall not be cut off, but shall be met. The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off, but shall be met. 
God has promised that your expectation shall not be cut off because the desire of the righteous shall be granted. How do you know, Pastor George? Proverbs chapter 10, verse 24 declares, Proverbs 10, 24 declares, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted just like the man that is at the gate called beautiful. Blind Bartimaeus, the woman with the issue of blood, they all expressed positive expectations. And guess what? Their expectations were met and granted. So Proverbs 10, 24 again says, but the desires of the righteous shall be granted. An expected end. Like blind Bartimaeus, like the man by the beautiful gate who fixed his eyes on John, Peter and John, expecting to receive it. And he definitely he received in the end. Blind Bartimaeus so wanted his sight back that he called out to Jesus. They tried to shush him and stop it, but he shouted out loud the more, the Bible tells us. And in the end, he received his sight. What about the woman with the issue of blood? She kept saying to herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. If I may but touch, I will be made whole. I expect was to be made whole and in the end she pressed in she pressed on she pressed forward she touched the hem of his garment and you and I know the end of the story that her expectation was granted because she was made whole child of God I've come by today to encourage you and to remind you of the famous Jeremiah 29 verse 11 that is planned towards you are good planter plans of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end for your God knows what you're going through he knows knows where you are. He knows what the situation is. And guess what? He's thinking about you. He's had it all figured out, all mapped out, all planned out. You are not going to be abandoned. You are not going to be forsaken and forgotten because you matter so much to your God. And he says, I will do that in your life that will line up with your expectation. In fact, your end will be of peace. Your latter days shall be greater than your former. I will restore you and will grant you well-being and I will cause you to prosper. I come therefore today to decree and declare unto you, it is well with you. It is well with your children. It is well with your marriage. It is well with your well-being. It is well with you. Go into this day and this week and prosper. You prosper and prosper and prosper in all front on every side. In the name of Jesus, it is well with your mind. It is well with your health. It is well with your marriage. It is well with your finances. It is well with your children. God knows about you. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise unless situations speak louder than the word of the Lord. He says, for I know, I know you may not know, but he knows. You may not know how this is going to end, but he knows. You may not have figured it out yet, but your God has already done that for you. And he, now he opens the book to you to say, I will give you a hope and a future. My plan for you is that of peace, that of well-being, that of restoration, that of prosperity, and not of evil. I will not abandon you. I will not allow calamity to befall you. 
I am a God that knows and thinks about you. Trust me, I am in the know, and I will bring you to the expected end. May the Lord bless you and prosper you. May he keep you and establish you. May he shine the light of his countenance upon you. May he grant you peace. Go and be all that is called you to be. It is well with you, spirit, soul, and body. Until I come your way again, I remain yours truly. Pastor George, be blessed. <laughs>